You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Brad, and I am joined today by Matt. He's one of the Your Story Travel Company agents, and we hope that you are all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 850. Yep, that's right, 850. And you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mouse Capades and More podcast. And I do want to especially thank Matt today for helping me with rumors and news this week. As many of you know, we've talked about it leading up to to this week, but Vicki and many of the other Your Story Travel Company agents uh, were out in Disneyland and Cali for their homecoming get-together celebration and agent meetup slash training. Much to Matt's chagrin, he could not go on this time, but he's going to be there in a few short days. I've heard that they had a great time, saw a lot of pictures. It looked great. And I look forward to all the stories they're going to bring back to share from that trip. I'm sure they're going to be sharing many of those in the coming weeks. So Matt, just thanks again for jumping in to help me with the rumors and news for this week. It is never a problem, Brad. Always a pleasure. And yes, seeing all the ladies' pictures, extremely jealous. FOMO was for real. A couple of couple pics that hurt. I'm like, oh, my girls. FOMO is so real. It's a real thing. It is. It, that's what like, always affects our trips. Like, uh, no matter like how many times I've been there, it's still heavy, heavy, heavy. Yep. Uh, so just a reminder that the Mousecapades and more podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Vicky or me, Matt, at 636 636- Three seven three four four nine seven, and we'll be sure to contact you, one of our fantastic agents, and we'd love to help you design a magical vacation for you and your family. A small refundable deposit of two hundred dollars will hold your resort and ticket package. Contact us today and get this show going. Okay, well, I'm gonna kick it off today, Matt, with a "Say it ain't so." <laughs> uh, I try not to go too negative, but. This one, wouldn't say it's necessarily negative, but it's eye-opening. I guess is how you could word this one. So, say it ain't so, number one. Say it ain't so, say it ain't so. So, Disneyland in California, it's known as the happiest place on Earth, right? And Disney World in Florida, the most magical place on Earth. And there are thousands of guests that head to these parks every year to make memories that will hopefully last a lifetime. We surely hope that all those memories are happy, right? No one wants a bad experience. Well, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. There is a trend, and it's not a good one, where more and more guests are leaving children unattended, even newborns. Now, I'm not talking preteens or teens. We're talking little tykes that obviously should not be left alone. And the parents are going and riding rides or doing their own thing or doing god knows what they're doing disney has repeatedly asked guests not to do this meaning leave children unattended regardless of the circumstance it's just a safety issue and it's just common sense (laughs) 
So some children have been spotted just waiting for their parents to return. In a social media post, a, a former Disney cast member talked about how many times cast members have had to tell parents not to leave children unattended. And he talks about one situation where a child was left in Toontown and was told to wait there for the parents to return. And it wasn't until the parents park hopped to another park. When they get to the entrance, they're like, oh, I have more tickets than I have people. And then they realized. So a true Kevin McAllister home alone situation here in the parks. And so the cast member had to take the child to the other park to be reunited with his parents. Folks, guest safety at the parks are probably is probably at the top of Disney's list. They don't want to have anything happen that could come back on them, which is why they push the safety issue. Don't leave your children unattended. It should go without saying that you shouldn't do this, but I guess it's happening a lot. And the most disturbing cases are the ones where I guess, like in the one that I just read, like they told the child, wait here. So it's directed intent. This is not like you lost your child in the park and you're trying to get reunited with your kid. That's not what this is. This is, I am intentionally leaving you here. So Matt, I knew you would have something to say about this one. I mean, aside from the fact that we already know how nuts everybody is and all the shenanigans, this is, I mean, this is up there with like putting your kid in the bassinet and being like, act like a baby so we can get you in for free. Correct. Like, okay. So I know in like uh, Nordic countries, people leave, like they go to a grocery store, they'll leave their baby outside in like Sweden when it's winter. And that's like something they culturally do. But this is like, hey, we want to ride a ride, just us. You sit here. We'll be, you know, we'll be back in two hours. We're going to use the safety of the park as a babysitter. It's just so ridiculous. People are nuts. Like, like I'll, there's a few places I'll let my kids out of my eyesight, Disney being one of them. But I was never like, hey, hang tight. Me and mom are going to go zip around on People Mover. You sit here. Like, we're going to go take a few laps on People Mover. Might hit up Space Mountain. Might get a snack. You sit there. No. Yeah. Bad success is bad parents. I can't. I can't get over it. And then the park hop, like, I can't say I'm shocked. It's so crazy. Oh, we have more tickets than we have people. Really? Don't, Don't stash your kid in Toontown so you can go to Avengers Campus. And I had to open with that one. So hopefully it gets better from here on out. Let's see what you got. That's a doozy for certain. All right, two small aging hotels next to the Disneyland Resort may be getting the old wrecking ball soon in order to make way for a larger, newer hotel development. Back in late June, Sunstone Development purchased a 60-year-old, 24-room budget inn located at uh, Disneyland Drive and Ball Road for $12 million. Last September, Sunstone also acquired the adjacent 44-room Days Inn by Wyndham for $8.6 million. That one hasn't been renovated in 40 years. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> uh, the company that brokered the deal said Sunstone is exploring long-term alternative strategies for the site, including full-service hotel uses. According to the OC Register, both existing hotels are located northwest of the Disneyland Resort and roughly half a mile from the west entrance to downtown Disney. So I, I, it's northwest, so it's, it's a little bit of ways. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Ottawa O is in an executive with the brokerage group told the OC register that Sunstone sees the properties as much more valuable than the sum of its parts. No timeline for the potential development has been released. So yeah, obviously they're buying stuff up and then they're going to wreck it all down and build something fancy. It's, it, it blows, it blows my mind. I, I always looking at like Google earth shots of Disneyland and just how it, it's just, it's crammed in there. Like it is shoehorned into the wilderness of Anaheim, California. And that makes me wonder is when they do this new development, I wonder if they're going to go more vertical because like 64 room, maybe 24 room, they, they were relatively small hotels. I think they're probably going to do a, a massive one and go more vertical to get more rooms. That makes sense. And then have, have a few more, because a lot of the hotels, all the good, you know, the good neighbor hotels, all the ones that are accredited with that title. Yeah. Uh, they're, none of them, they're not that big. You know, they have smaller pools, you know, nice rooms. But if, you know, they went a little higher, some nicer amenities, it'd be a good draw. Yeah. I'm glad, though, like you said, the 40 years after no renovation, I think something was due. Yeah. So um, it's good. We'll see see what comes of that. All right. Next story is things are seriously heating up around Disney World. And that only means one thing to Disney. Of course, Halloween when it's hot because... Disney's always tracking way in advance of the actual season. So that's why that is. Um, We've learned a ton of details about the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in Disney World this year, and tickets are already starting to sell out. It's complete with its own fireworks, parade, characters, and snacks. And some of the best experiences at this party are the entertainment offerings. You're sure going to love getting your festive fright on in Magic Kingdom, when partaking of this party. And so Disney has revealed when you can check out some of the iconic shows. So first up is Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade. That's gonna be happening at 9.15 and 11.15 p.m. each night of the party. And then Mickey's Not So Spooky Spectacular Fireworks Show, that's gonna take place at 10.15 each night of the party. And the Boo to You Halloween Parade, that's a returning favorite, uh, continues to delight Yes, to this day, and it features characters dressed up in their favorite Halloween costumes, plus some unique characters like the grave digging ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. And the Mickey's Not So Spooky Spectacular Fireworks is a true highlight because you get the fireworks and also they do a projection against the Cinderella Castle. It's just cool. And you're also going to be able to watch the Hocus Pocus Villain Spelltacular three times a night in August and September. That's at 8.35 p.m., 10.45 in midnight. Then in October, the show kind of shifts a little earlier to start at 7.40 and then 8.35 and then midnight. This show follows the Sanderson sisters as they join forces with other, with other popular villains like Dr. Facilier, Oogie Boogie, and Maleficent to mix up some trouble in the Magic Kingdom. And Matt, I know you can probably speak to this one too. We did a show recently on the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. I've never been to it. I'm looking forward to it. We're going when we go. But you've been to this numerous times, and you say it's killer. Oh, it's 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 worth every cent. It's, especially if you love Halloween, like the music alone. It's all you know, purpose music just for this event. You know, like you said, we, you know, we got an episode a uh, couple. Fr- I think it was a Friday episode. We talk about it. We go into depth. It it. It's a good time. You guys are going to have a blast. Like I literally looked at airfare today. I'm like, you know what? I want to fly down there. 
on Tuesday, go to the party with Vicky for on her birthday, then just fly home next morning. But can't find a flight that works. I know. I know. It's 50 bucks. I could fly down a round trip for $50. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 53 bucks on the frontier. God bless them. All right, let's move on to some good news. Extended evening hours are returning to Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. Right now, folks can visit Epcot and Magic Kingdom on select nights. Uh, but Disney just announced that their extending evening hours are also coming back to Hollywood Studios. The extended evening hours, which gives guests uh, extra hours at East Park, are generally for uh, people that stay at deluxe resorts, DVC, stuff like that. Unlike early theme park hours, these are offered only at one park uh, on specific dates. So it could be like a Monday or a Thursday. Right now, it only applies to Epcot and Magic Kingdom. But it's coming to Hollywood Studios on September 30th, and then it returns October 5th, 11th, 19th, and 25th. So if you're staying at a deluxe, you better take the other back because that's close. To, it's like a free after-hours event because the parks get thin. Yeah. We did want to mention that, you know, don't forget that these are for guests staying at deluxe resorts and DVC. Now, back in the day, especially pre-COVID, when we had extra magic hours, that was open to all resort guests. Those are long gone, unfortunately, in the days of yester. Uh, <laughs> so this applies only, this is like a new perk for staying at deluxe resorts, which is a good thing to take advantage of, especially if you're renting DVC points or something. You know, say the park's closed at 10, it'll stay open for another two hours or so, but it's only for what we like to call the fancy resorts. Yes. So what's your take on that, Matt? I mean, some people were complaining in the forums like, well, that's just another piece of magic that you're taking away of what used to be part and parcel of your whole trip experience. Yeah. I mean, when they first took away like the extra magic hours, they took them away altogether. And then they, when they returned, it was just like this. And by then it was already like, you know, I haven't had soup for two weeks. I don't miss the soup. But I mean, you know, we're all going to complain about things we enjoyed. But like, I mean, those deluxe resorts, Disney's deluxe resorts are super expensive and they should have perks to suit the price. Yeah. You know, that's why generally they have bigger rooms, more transportation, unless you're at Animal Kingdom. Uh, and this is one of those. So, like, follow me, because next time we're going to rent DVC points instead of Deluxe. So we will be using the heck out of these. I mean, I mean, by doing that, I believe, or it would be my assumption that the busyness of the park will be even less. Oh, yeah. You know, more people stay at the, the masses stay more at the moderate values, which is not going to have this anymore. It's only going to be the upper echelon, you know, the people who are paying that premium to stay at the deluxes. They're the only ones who are going to get these extra evening hours. Yeah, so, that's got to be a quarter of the guests. Yeah, so I think it's going to be less busy just by that sheer fact alone. Yeah, I've, I've watched tons of vlogs of people, you know, going with, a, a you know, a guest, be it, you know, Kyle Palo, Palo or yeah. uh, Paging Mr. Morrow, you know, they all have friends that are, so they go to these things and they're just ghost towns. Like, yeah, it's just like an after hours event. That's, that's the best, you know, to those that have been to those, that's what it, it, it feels like. And FYI, during those extra magic hours, if it's like that, I mean, you can rip through some rides. Oh yeah. Especially like Magic Kingdom. You can tear apart Adventureland, swoop around, take care of Frontierland, Liberty Square up to, fan up to Fantasyland. Like if you know how to play the game, it's a good time to 
even like same with the Halloween party. Like it's going to blow your mind. You were going to walk on anything you want to, except for usually Haunted Mansion and Pirates because they have interactive elements going on. It's uh, uh man, man, it's good stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, I have a Disney dining reservation update. Booking dining reservations at Disney World and Disneyland just got a little bit easier, at least. If you're looking for a particular dining reservation, you'll be able to see all of the available dining reservations for a restaurant now and the, and the time frame you're looking for. Currently, you can only view a few reservation times, but not all of them. So, for example, if you're looking for breakfast reservation at Garden Grill in Epcot for a Friday, you'd be able to see all the available breakfast reservation times for that day. It's kind of like how open table works, but no more. Now they're going to all show up in one window. And along with this update, the reservation availability will be organized by meal period, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's meant to help everyone see just what menus are being served during the time of your reservation. So you'll know whether you'll be picking from lunch menu or you can technically fall into that weird dinner time of like 4 p.m. or or what. Uh, But this should make things a little bit easier and a bit faster. And you should be able to snag those with a lot less stress, hopefully. So that seemed to be an easy fix. I saw and it didn't look like they're really changing too much. You know, like everything looks the same, but instead of seeing those little, you know, pill boxes with the, you get them all, which is, you know, I'm sure it's going to confuse everybody for a week or two, and then they'll get the hang of it. But hey, that you know, I hate refreshing. Like you get like three times. No, I don't like those. Refresh. I don't like those. Refresh. Okay, there's one. Then it's never the time I want, so I'll still get it, and then I'll try modifying it. And I yeah, I much prefer seeing or being shown the full breadth of what's available. So yeah. I, I would like this update for sure. Yeah, no, but it, it can be stressful trying to get ADRs, which is in the standing reservation i remember when it was 180 days out and you had like had you have to have your notes ready and you'd have to call in like so much stress just to have a vacation yes there's a new discount disney world ticket available the new disney explorer ticket is a two-day ticket that allows access for florida residents to animal kingdom and epcot only the ticket costs 159 dollars plus tax and is valid from august 1st through september 29th of this year the ticket can be used on consecutive or non-consecutive days depending on your needs and you get one admission to each park one being animal kingdom one being epcot uh this ticket as a limited, uh, it's one park per day, so you can't park hop. Uh, you get to water park and sports options added for $35 more, which is a really good deal. If that's something you want to explore. So you can go to Epcot, you go Animal Kingdom, and you can hit up one of the two water parks, which are both awesome. All tickets and options expire the 29th of September this year, and tickets are non-transferable, non-refundable. Guess we'll need to show proof of residency at the park entrance when they use a ticket and Disney Park Pass reservations are still required for this particular Park Pass. And that sounds like a pretty good deal, especially if you're a local. If you're a local, I think you could really get your bang for your buck from this if you went a lot during that. And obviously, it's a residence sale. But that's that's they the Florida residence deals lately have been amazing. Like usually, sometimes you're like come on, you can do a little better. But this is a good one here, especially for thirty five bucks to go to the water park. I think regularly it's sixty nine or seventy bucks for a one day admission. So that's, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Yeah. I, li- I like to see the deals. As many deals as I can let people know about that. So I think that's what we try to do. And that also screams that that's a low point. 
You know, if they're hollering at locals like, hey, we're going to throw this at you, you know, September's always historically been slow season. So we need to become residents so we can take advantage of this stuff. Right. Okay. So happily ever after show times in Magic Kingdom are changing in the coming weeks. So from now through August 8th, the show is going to be at 920 p.m. Then from August 9th through part of September, the show time changes to 9 p.m. And then on September 8th, it changes again, this time even earlier to 8.30 p.m. And that's the show time that continues to be listed to the end as far as the calendar goes out at this moment, which is September 30th. So aside from the changing show times, there's also another important thing to keep in mind during these next few months. Happily Ever After is not shown on the evenings when Magic Kingdom hosts the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which begins on August 11th. They got to get their money, you know, they can't give away too many freebies. You got to pay for some of the premium stuff so they don't do those that fireworks show on the nights of the, that party. And Magic Kingdom closes at 6 p.m. on those Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party nights for regular guests. And then the Halloween party begins at 7 p.m. an hour later. And there's a special fireworks show, which is part of the Mickey's Not-So-Scary, but you have to have a ticket to the party in order to see them from inside the park. Obviously, you can still probably see them from outside the park, but you're not going to get the primo viewing in the park without the Mickey's Not-So-Scary ticketed event. Yeah, and, and by the time the party's starting, like it's still kind of light out because that time of year, that's why the, you know all those hour adjustments are because that's when it's getting dark. So they're just adjusting as it gets darker earlier. Yeah, and I've often had this question too, Matt. So come 6 p.m., are people, I mean, can people who are not part of the party be in the park i mean you obviously can't ride the rides there's there's it's usually like 545 there's like a cutoff that where your regular day guests can't get in the line anymore so usually it's like that quarter to six or even at six so once six hits no one out you know unless you have a, a, a not so scary wristband you can't get in line for the rides so they kind of like halt it and and that transition that's why we said in the show in the other show like there's a sweet spot where everyone's because you can come in at four but that that you know 5 30 to 6 30 ish like it's still gonna be busy because all the day guests are still there but you know after 45 minutes 35 minutes most of those people are getting through those lines and then you're they're basically pushed out and then usually by like 7 30 most day guests are gone you know they funnel them so you can't get back in there are people at checkpoints checking wristbands they're really really good about it uh and like kind about it you know it's like you know get a get a moving along folks so they uh no they they do a really good job at that transition yeah i just didn't, i didn't know if regular guests could still be like in the park just just wandering yeah nope no if they see you walking around without a wristband no no boot you even just walking around obviously the rides but even just walking around you said they're pretty good about that i'm sure people could get away with it especially if you're in like a costume and you know you can't see your sleeves but if you try to get onto a ride, they'll ask to see your wristband. Oh, okay. I've often wondered that if it, if people do that or they try to stay just in the park. Well, that's what people do with the the extra evening hours. Yes. They'll linger, and then if you try to get on a ride, or like let me see, let me see your magic band or your key card. Oh, you're staying at Pop. Nice try, buddy. You can still linger and hang out, but you're not going to get on any rides. Correct. Yeah. But at the party, no, you got to get get going. Got to get going. Yep. 
All right. Cookie of the month at Gideon's Bakehouse is the peanut butter cold brew cookie. This is returning from last year from a successful run. It's a peanut butter cookie laced with freshly ground espresso, fully covered in chopped Reese's peanut butter cups and Reese's pieces. You can grab these while supplies last each day through the month of August. There is a limit to cookies per person. So make sure you go by yourself and keep them to yourself. You'll always uh, be able to get the Key Lime cookie until August 13th, which is part of the Flavors of Florida event in Disney Springs. And Gideon's is also now offering 24-ounce and 16-ounce cold brews in case you need to increase your caffeine intake at Disney Springs. That place is a problem. <laughs> Everything there is amazing. I can't eat any of it anymore. I mourn, I mourn Gideon's. I do too. I cannot have anything in there because of the sugar. I, I, I have to watch my sugars. Yeah. I love to just go in there and just take in the smells. It's incredible. And the decor, like. And the decor. It's so on point. It is. Like, it's super, super. And, dude, mad kudos to the guy that invented that place because I guess, like, their other location is, like, struggles to the point where they're like, we might have to shut it down. I'm like, well, at least you can retire off of the Disney Springs crowds. Like, because we actually went to the other one the last time we were there. Oh, really? And it's just like in a strip mall, like, because it, it definitely doesn't have the vibe of the actual Gideons in Disney Springs at all. You know, I could probably get away with a bite, you know, if I wanted one, right. but. We, there's a girl we use, Ash's Bakehouse. Shout out to Ash, Ash's Bakehouse. Uh-huh. They are every bit on point with these, and they'll deliver them to your resort. Really? Just a little perk. You get good. You get the right agent and knows what's up. They know where you can get the good cookies. <laughs> That's the scoop right there. Right? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. it's. Uh, I just love smelling it. Yes. It's, it's like coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I can smell coffee all day long because I love the smell. Yep. Oh, so good. All right. Well, next up, I've got a hack alert. Now, don't worry. It's actually a good hack this time. You say the word hack and people are like, oh my gosh, I got hacked. It's a bad thing. This is actually a good hack. And if you've frequented Disney a few times, over time, you do start discovering and developing some techniques and tips and hacks of your own to help you optimize your time in the parks. Well, we got one for you today. And I know Matt's going to know this one because he I've heard him talk about this before. And here it is. I'm just going to put it out there and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> At Magic Kingdom, when the parades are going on and the fireworks are booming, skip those. Okay, don't send hate mail. It's just, just, it's just an option. You don't have to do it. But if you are a big ride person and you are averse to waiting a long time for rides and you don't want to spend a lot of money. This is a great way that you can leverage and work the system because the reason is when we say skip the parade, skip the fireworks, that comes as a shock to people, but there's a good reason. And the reason is you can almost always get on some of the most popular rides at that time with lower than normal and sometimes no wait times if you are lucky. Because guess what? The masses are at the parade and the masses are at the fireworks show. That's where everyone drains to during those times. So while everyone else is watching the show, you make a beeline for Seven Dwarfs, Space Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, or Jungle Cruise, you name it. Most of the time, you're going to find a minimal wait or at least shorter than you expected. And 
this tip is especially true for the fireworks show. It is true also, there's a little dip, I think, for the parades during the day at like 12 and three, like the daytime parades, there's also a dip, but nowhere near as pronounced as for the fireworks show at night. Um, so instead of packing in like sardines to Main Street USA with everybody else, just head on over to your favorite ride. We will just tell you if you plan to do this, just make sure you're on the correct side of the park for what <laughs> you want to ride. Otherwise, you're going to have to try to navigate your way through those masses to get to where you want to go. So I'll let Matt finish up wrapping up because I know he knows about this one. He's talked about it before. Oh, yeah. You've probably actually done this, right, Matt? Oh, like, I mean, you know, we loved uh, the Enchantment Show. We were more and more happily ever after people. But I've seen it a million times. Like, I know the words. Like, how many times do I need to see the, the, the same show? And not to mention, if you want a good spot, you got to stake out that spot. So there's 35, 45 minutes to stand in there. Yep. And then it's probably going to cost you a couple bucks because when you're standing there, you need a Mickey bar. Exactly. So, you know, so now, now we're saving you money, folks. Come on. Right. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're a first timer or you've only been a few times, you know, and you know you're going to do multiple days at the Magic Kingdom, watch the fireworks the first night. And then every other night you're at the Magic Kingdom, skip them. I mean, that's it's a a great tactic because, like I said, people stake out their spots. So there's masses hurting the main street mm -hmm. and they stand around, watch the fireworks. And then the majority of them leave. Correct. That's that's the, the, the magic hour is that last two to three hours of the park because everyone's trying to get last minute food, last minute spots for the fireworks or they're leaving because their kids are melting down and you can plow through rides. So great tip. The parades are, you know, aren't as much as a, a people eater as mm -hmm. the fireworks are. But again, people stake out weights, you know, they stake stuff out. So it does consume people. But yeah, I mean, especially for things in the back of the park, like Space Mountain, People Mover. I mean, especially when fireworks are going on, go right to People Mover. Watch the fireworks from the People Mover. Like, that's like one of our favorite things. Yeah. You know, you just time it right. You're not, I mean, and a lot of times you can tell them, you know, put the old hand up and say, I want to go again. And they'll let you go again. And then you can catch it from there. But yeah, skip Unless you, you know, your kids have to see the fireworks and, you know, but it's, it's the same show every night, you know, how many times that you can, you get, you know, how many times you see the same thing over and over, but that's what people say every time we go back to Florida, they're like, how do you think going? I'm like, because we're skipping the fireworks and riding our brains out. Right. Right. That's what we're doing. And, and if you do that, I mean, you're not doing Genie, you're not doing Genie or Genie Plus. We did the last trip because it was a short one, but we rarely need it. Like we don't, you don't need it. If you're doing the rides during that fireworks time, even if you had Genie Plus for the day, you're probably not even going to need it. For that. No, and, and usually by that time of day, all the lightning lanes are gone. And no matter where you are in the park, you're going to see the fireworks. You're yeah. going to hear them going off here in Tomorrowland. You get a great view. If you're in Fantasyland, you get a great view. Frontierland, so-so. Same with Adventureland. Uh, but yeah, if you, you know, one and done, go get some rides going. So it's actually a bonus because you get to see it from a different perspective as well. Yep. It's a great one. I left the last one for you this week, Matt. Well, thank you, sir. Just say it ain't so. We love these. All right, wrap today up with say it ain't so and number two. Say it ain't so, say it ain't so. A woman is suing Disney after she says the monorail doors malfunctioned without any warning and shut on her. 
trapping her and requiring other guests to intervene to free her. The incident happened March 24th. The woman said in her new Orange County Circuit Court lawsuit filed in July, uh, Rebecca Van Truny, sorry if I mispronounced that, Rebecca, uh, was in excruciating pain after being sandwiched between the monorail doors for a few minutes. So obviously she was stepping out and they just got the old lobster claw on her. Oh, man. Uh, about five male guests tried to pry her loose from the monorail doors and eventually got her unstuck. Uh, Disney's cast members did not help in any way. The lawsuit also said adding the monorail captain got on the intercom and said that there was a malfunction and the monorail would be shut down and then have to restart it immediately after they freed the entrapped woman. The three-page lawsuit is scarce on details and doesn't say how the woman was injured other than she had a permanent injury to her body. A little vague. It also does not give any more information about what happened on board to explain how the train broke down. Usually uh, lawsuits need very strong cases. This doesn't sound too strong. She's suing for more than $50,000. Morgan & Morgan, which is representing her, was unable to provide any additional information or give a statement. No shocker. Because uh, it's ongoing litigation. No public records existed for Reedy Creek Fire Department. So no one called the cops or nothing. Uh, and the lawsuit comes as the state is going to take a harder look at Disney's monorail system. Uh, for the first time, state inspectors will be inspecting the monorail thanks to the new law passed this year. Now, that monorail thing, uh, that's not a, a bad thing because they might press them to finally update that. I think I'm on like mock because they, they're like mock one, mock two or something like that. The, the monorails and they, we need new ones. Like, yeah, I think those things are from like 87 or 92. Like, yeah, I don't think additional inspections would be necessarily a bad thing. No, if anything, they'll be like, hey, you know, these pieces aren't flying on people. But that's hilarious because the the ball bearings so those doors are made at a ball bearing factory across the river from me. What? Yeah, in Aurora, Illinois, it's like I can shoot an arrow to the factory from my house. Oh, my gosh. So I should walk over there and be like, you guys are slacking. But yeah, I mean, that would suck. You know, like those, you know, I don't know how hard she got pinched, but uh yeah, that would be a bad. That'd be a bad day. And I like how the cast members didn't help in any way. They're probably like, terrified. That that's the most skeptical part of this story is when there she was like, the cast members did nothing to help. They just stood there and watched me get pinched. Is that really true, or is this a money grab? I don't know. I'm sure it's a money grab. I don't know. It happened in March, and you know we waited till July to file, file suit. Yeah. Anytime people sue Disney. Unless something really egregious happened, it's a money grab. Because, like, I'm sure they, we all take on a certain level of liability when we step foot on the property and buy tickets. I'm sure there's stuff hidden in very small print that says, hey, if you fall on your face, if you get pinched by a monorail car or run over by an omnibus, it's on you because they're honking horns. So when the claw comes to get you, yeah, you're just out of luck. <laughs> that claw. I love that. Uh, oh my goodness. Well, Matt, I want to thank you again for helping host today. It was fun. And we appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, we love being able to celebrate the magic with you each week. And thanks for joining us. Uh, if you would, please go to Apple or Podbean, give us a rating or, and or a comment. Uh, it really means a lot. We love hearing from our listeners and be sure to let us know what you want to hear more about. We're always trying to reshape our shows to cater at least somewhat to our listeners' needs. And we want to be 
producing content that you want to hear, not just talking to hear ourselves talk. So we want to entertain you people. We want to make you happy. Help, help us do that. Yeah. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, uh, text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Moscapades Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like a free quote, contact Vicky or me, Matt, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show as Gene and Abby talk about their recent trip to Walt Disney World. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Moscapades and More Podcast. Well, Matt, I think it's about that time. Just keep swimming. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. It's time to put on makeup, it's time to dress up right, it's time to get things started. I like the old opening better. It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, muppetational, this 